0: Well, it has been a while. It has been. Since we have done a podcast episode, but we took a break. We are on to season two. Welcome back, Dave. Thanks. Welcome to the Frugal Fit Mom Podcast, season two, episode one. We're going to talk about budgets today.
1: I wasn't sure if you were going to have me back.
0: Fire you from the position. (laughs) No, who else can I make fun of live on camera? Than with you. Nobody else can take it. Nobody else. Today we're going to do budget questions. Okay. So I asked this over on Instagram. Any money questions, any budget questions, and we have quite, quite the list. Do we really? Yeah, there's a lot of questions. We may not even get to all of them today. We will go through the questions. Uh, I'd love to get your input, especially on the first one. Okay. But before we do that, I do want to remind the audience that if they want to subscribe to the podcast... Or the YouTube channel where the video version is. Leave a review, leave a comment, leave a like. Those are all free. Yep. The podcast is totally free. I love this question. I thought it was a great one to start with because it's about a spouse budget issue. Okay. How do you get your spouse on board with like budgets and money together with your spouse when one is a spender and one is a saver? I'll turn the time over to you.
1: You know, there's, I don't know there's a good answer here. No, I can tell no. you how we did it. Okay. Sure. And that that's not going to be the right answer for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I've been studying a lot on collaboration. Typically, when we do collaborative projects at work, uh, we don't go forward until everybody on the team agrees.
0: Okay, okay. So yeah, That's rule number one. So you're saying from the beginning, you have to agree on future goals, mm-hmm. on spending habits, those sorts of things. I would tell you if you're not married um, or you don't live with someone or anything like that, this is... A huge issue that you need to talk about absolutely but like this is almost date number two topic of conversation yeah that's how important it is to be on the same page with your spouse when it when it comes to money you've heard the statistics the number one cause of divorce is it divorces money not yep. not not having it okay it's even people who have it fight about money yes and disagree about money um it just comes down to like work ethic Uh, being selfless versus selfish, uh, collaboration, family goals versus personal goals, like all of these things play into whether you can be successful in a marriage with money. And that's, that's like 50% of it. Yeah. There's a few topics I could give you of like conversations you should have with someone before you get serious. And money is number one.
1: That being said, (laughs) <laughs> how to there's... deal with
0: in-laws is number two <laughs> no we were going there i wasn't going to go oh, there. okay
1: so the second thing i was going to point out is uh in the scriptures there's the parable of the sower
0: okay right in and the bible in the
1: bible right and this is really important because you can't have these conversations unless the ground is softened
0: Oh, you're saying the person has to be receptive.
1: Yes. If the if the other person is just... If you haven't softened that ground somehow... Um,
0: it will not happen. It, those
1: seeds will not take.
0: <laughs> you you cannot force the issue is what I'm hearing. Exactly. So it's something... So if you're already married, let's say you're already married, um, and you're kind of like, wow, this is way harder than I thought. My partner is doesn't care about the budget, spends whatever they want, thinks they work hard, they deserve to go out to eat or whatever it is okay
1: yeah.
0: and <clears throat> you know i'm pinching pennies over here and never do anything and it's not fair now what
1: uh common ground it's it's for me the 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 softened ground for me was you knew what my goals were mm-hmm. when we had similar goals it was easy to have these conversations to say okay we're our end goal this big wildly hairy audacious goal which was what at the time retirement i think is what it was i
0: think it was even at the beginning
1: even at the beginning it was like what if we wanted to retire early
0: because to us that was freedom
1: yeah find that common ground first find that common goal and work backward and try to find a path that you both agree on to get from a to b
0: okay i like that as a starting point yeah i like that this may not be taken well but i'm going to say it anyway if you're, <laughs> listen. I'm. I'm Let's not
1: going to how many things I don't take well that you say. I'm not
0: talking about you at all. Okay. I'm just saying I know there's going to be people listening thinking this. Okay. They're thinking, but my partner feels like like I can't get through. They won't listen. They feel like I work hard. I deserve to go do whatever it is that they want. Maybe it's they want to go drinking with their buddies. They want to go to fight night. They, it's concerts. It's trips. It's gambling. It's I don't care what it is. Okay. Whatever it is that they want to do to blow off steam. Okay. Uh. I work hard. I deserve fill in the blank. Right. I think in this case, and they won't budge and they won't listen. And you've, and you've come to them and you say, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. Can you help me come up with a solution together for us? And they still won't listen. I think you need to see a counselor.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because I think there's a marriage communication issue. I really, really do. Next up, how to save money for a wedding, 50 people or less. Are you ready for this? Okay. The only things I regret from my wedding are pictures, okay? So hire a photographer, hire a professional photographer, spend money on the pictures, okay? And probably that I didn't get a nicer cake, because I didn't have one, because mine melted. But maybe it wouldn't have melted if the people in charge of the cake had put it in the fridge. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't even that. Maybe it, honestly, it's the pictures. I only regret not having better pictures. I was gonna say,
1: I don't, the cake's still a funny story to It is a funny
0: story, yes. The
1: People that picked up the cake, picked it up from
0: a Whatever. local store,
1: and it was like 110 degrees in Dallas in August.
0: And they left it out.
1: And they left it out, and when they took it over to the... Hall. To the hall that we were having, the, our reception, they took a turn in the car and the whole thing just basically fell apart.
0: Yeah. Melted, it, it and just fell apart. It basically melted and so.
1: Slid off, you know, layer after layer just
0: We did not have a cake. Um, I don't,
1: I don't regret, regret the cake that much.
0: No, I'm just, I'm sad because it, I didn't have one for pictures. Like I didn't have one. I didn't have a cake.
1: We didn't have great pictures either. The pictures um, are still more important.
0: The pictures are more important. If I say spend money on anything, it's that. Um, my youngest sister got married at City Hall like they just got married and they invited a few people to go be in the courtroom and they got married and I was there. And then they did like a party a little bit later. Was that six months, a year later? I can't remember. Um, and it was super low key. They just, I think they picked their own music and played it in speakers and there were like burritos. And then I think (laughs) her husband, so her husband is Norwegian and he has like this European chocolate cake that he made. Oh, that's cool. No, brownies. They were like European brownies. He gave me the recipe. Okay, so he made like pans and pans and pans of these like European chocolate brownies. And then they had burritos. And that was... And there was some dancing. Like, it was so simple. But because... Like, we've been married for 20 years now. What about the wedding mattered? The people that were there.
1: The people that were there.
0: The fact that we did it at all. (laughs) And pictures. Pictures. That's it nothing else the hall doesn't matter the decorations don't matter honestly the cake doesn't matter the food doesn't matter and your dress matters for the pictures but after that it doesn't matter (laughs) you know what i'm saying like it can be done cheap even my neighbors they had their reception in their backyard
1: i'm about to walk off this podcast why because i heard you just said you have some special secret Norwegian brownie recipe that I have not tried in I don't even know how many years.
0: I made them years ago. Did you really? Yeah.
1: I don't remember those. I okay. think
0: we should do a couple of easy ones, okay? okay. How do you calculate which package of Charmin has the best price per square? Um, I don't do that. I go to <laughs> Sam's Club, I get the large bulk, it's in the purple wrapper, members mark, toilet paper, it's $20, it lasts us two months. Okay. The end. It's that easy for you. It's that easy. Because some things like right now you are pinching pennies when that that's the least of your worries. The amount of time you would spend calculating that and comparing this toilet paper to that toilet paper to save 5 cents yeah is not worth your
1: it. Your time is worth more than that.
0: Yeah, don't don't even stress that. Like I really think the bulk thing from Sam's Club is the best deal, honestly. If you don't have that, go get the one at Costco. Just go get a bulk one somewhere and just call it done. The next one is cell phones and cell phone plans. How do we save money? There's a couple of options here. You're probably not gonna like them. We have tried Ting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're still around. I don't know if they are either. We haven't tried Mint Mobile, but a lot of people have. These really inexpensive that go off of other towers. Like maybe they'll go off of a Verizon tower or a Sprint tower, but they're like a a subsidiary of that company are way cheap. And you'll have like a no frills phone
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's super super easy. The
1: technical term for that is an MVNO.
0: Oh, okay, great.
1: Don't ask me how I know that.
0: I yeah, that's weird. Okay.
1: (laughs) I used to do a lot of this stuff. Remember? Okay.
0: okay. (laughs) My son actually has a track phone from Walmart. It's just a dumb phone like a little dumb flip phone and it costs us $50 every three months and then when he runs out of text messages like he's out. Yeah, and it's over. So he actually has to budget his usage a little bit, which I like actually. Dave, do you remember when it was like free nights and weekends and you had minute caps back in the day and you're like, nope, can't call them until 9 p.m. Yep. Can't call them until the weekend, you know, instead of just instant everywhere all the time. Yeah. And it just went away. Do you remember that? Yeah, randomly just went away. (laughs) It's so weird.
1: I look back and I'm like, I have no idea when that went away. No, but it sure did. But I remember we were only we would always wait for the free nights and weekends. I know. Yeah.
0: What are some side gigs for a teacher looking to up their pay during the school year? Oh my, do we have experience in this one.
1: Well, I'll just tell you, cleaning carpets in Dallas may not be the one I recommend first, but yeah. I've done that
0: one. Yeah, we have to. When I say we, I mean he has done that.
1: Clean carpets at night.
0: Um, online tutoring is a racket, man. You could, you could clean up.
1: I know friends that are teachers that have done um, Uber. Yep. Do-
0: DoorDash. DoorDash. Lyft, all those. Yep.
1: They've driven for all those companies.
0: You can put your car on Turo if you wanted.
1: Check with local community colleges. There's lots of online teaching opportunities, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Um, at community colleges, even at a lot of four-year universities, have online courses. They're looking for part-time adjunct faculty. Sometimes the requirements to teach those courses are slightly lower than they are to be an adjunct or even a full-time faculty on campus.
0: And then, listen, you've got your whole summer's free. So here's a couple of things I know that people do. A bunch of them do driver's ed. They teach driver's ed as a side gig, a lot of them. Um, they get paid pretty well to do the driving tests, even though they're like, those are terrifying, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then, obviously, since you have the whole summer off, it's the perfect opportunity to work at a summer camp as a, in a leadership role, um, which is what we did.
1: One of the most random ones I heard of were some university faculty that i know found a contract that was going up for bid at like the u.s forest service and it was for like trash removal at a local like campground um and they got the bid okay and so they just had to take their pickup truck and go up to the campsite every couple days and take all the trash and bring it back down to the dump Fascinating. I mean, there's all sorts of interesting things. Just check the local government website, whatever it might be. Ask around. I can't stress enough the importance of networking on something like this.
0: Um, I'm going to throw in Amazon Flex. So these are the people that do Amazon deliveries during heavy delivery season from their own vehicle. Oh, really? Yeah. You just go to, if you have an Amazon Flex in your area, you go, I don't even know where you go. The distribution center to get your order. You go make the deliveries. They pay really well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. We don't have one in our area. Cool. But, I, but I know people do it. I love this one so much. Okay. It's not a question, but I added up how much we spent in DoorDash last year, and I'm embarrassed. Uh,
1: for the record, I've spent zero.
0: No, this isn't me. This is a comment. Oh. You thought this was me. Oh, I thought, I
1: thought you were embarrassed. I do you like, know me
0: at all? I was oh, like, my gosh.
1: when are you DoorDashing? When I'm at work? No. <laughs> I was really afraid. I was like... No,
0: this is a comment. The premise of
1: this whole channel just went through <laughs> in, in the tank. Like, we lost all credibility in one statement.
0: No, it's a comment. It's, okay,
1: what did, what did they spend?
0: No, they didn't tell me. They didn't want to tell me. That's how embarrassed they were.
1: Oh, they're embarrassed.
0: Yes, super embarrassed. I think it's so funny. So, just for fun, I've done this before, but just for fun, let's just do another DoorDash just for fun, just to see what would happen. The markup on these is so high. It's really expensive. Yeah, let's do Wendy's. Okay, Wendy's has a $0 delivery fee. Okay. Okay.
1: So let's just do like one extra value meal or whatever they call it.
0: Let's, uh, Yeah, let's find something that we like at Wendy's. Like
1: a meal deal, like a $10 or 15 whatever, what's the meal deal let's cost try these and days? Get, let's
0: try and get a deal, man. I don't even
1: know what a meal deal costs. Look at meals. Look at... You passed the meals and. No, college.
0: I'm just gonna get a chili. Just chili? Yeah, they're Wendy's. Gets just chili from Wendy's? Wendy's? is great. Large chili, 424. Let's take a look at my cart. It's gonna be here in like 15 minutes. They waived the delivery fee, added tax, but I got to tip the guy or he won't pick my order. Now they're suggesting $2, which feels really low. I feel like a lot of these people, they're like, I'm not gonna do a dash for $2, right? Like they won't. So I'll bump it to three. $3 on a $4 chili is like really, (laughs) this is like a 100% tip. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? It's so high. As a percentage, my total is now 10.50.
1: And they waived the delivery fee. And they
0: waived the delivery fee, so my four dollar chili just became ten fifty for the convenience of not driving one mile.
1: <laughs> no, I'm out.
0: That's double. That's more than double. Yikes!
1: I can see there's a couple circumstances where I may be in a case where I need that,
0: but for every day, yeah, it's there's no no way I need that. The the markup, man, yikes! Must you stick to adding faithfully to every savings pile every week, no matter what.
1: No. No! It's your budget and it's supposed to serve you, not make you a slave to it.
0: If you're getting out of debt and you don't have an emergency fund and or saving for a car and or saving for a house, okay, yes, you have very specific savings goals, but I want you to fast forward 20 years to where Dave and I are right now. Our emergency fund is done, check. Mm -hmm. Our house is paid off, check. Our cars are paid off, we're not saving for another car. Not doing that. We're not saving for an emergency fund. Are we still saving for college? Yes. Are we still saving for retirement? Yes. And we also save for travel. Okay, so those are our savings buckets, as it were. Retirement, college, travel. That's it. Mm -hmm. And those are kind of on autopilot. They just happen. I don't think about them. They're written into the budget. What's awesome about getting to where we are now is we can do those and still have some left over. So when you have the leftovers and everything's taken care of, I did a whole video on this. Your, your goal buckets, okay? Once all your buckets are full, you can do whatever you want. So let's say I have retirement bucket, full, you did it. Bills, bucket, paid them, done. Um, we don't have any debt, so let's scratch that. College savings bucket, check. Right. Like that's kind of all. Yeah. Givings, okay, you want to give, sure. A, get charity bucket, fill that. Okay. Your buckets are full. You're done. And let's say there's $500 left that month. Take the $500 and do whatever you want. You want to go have a $500 meal at a restaurant for date night? I don't even know where I would go to do that, but I'm sure some places do. Do it. Okay. You want to buy a snowboard for $500? Fine. Sure. Sure. Book book the cruise out of Miami for $99. Is that a thing? I don't know. Whatever. Like, it doesn't matter at that point. But
1: I took that question in a totally different way. So, okay. if you go back 15 years. Okay. And we had something. We had all of our buckets. Very, very. They were small buckets. They were small. But they were very strictly <laughs> outlined. Everything. Yeah. Like, we didn't spend more than $20 without telling the other person Yep, And our total spending allotment per each person per month was like $20. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it was next to nothing. If we had, I remember we had a car, we had a Mercury Grand Marquee <laughs> that needed a bunch of work,
0: right? Thousands of dollars.
1: And uh, we got a lot of the work done on it. And that month we weren't able to save. In fact, we had to pull out of our emergency fund for for that stuff. So what I took from that is, do you always have to hit all of those buckets? And what I was trying to say oh. is sometimes life dictates that things need to change. This should be the exception to the rule, not the rule. Okay. But when it does, don't be ashamed to say, okay, I got to pull back on one bucket and flex these things differently to meet the needs of this month. Mm-hmm. And honestly, our budgets our our buckets and budget and discipline probably changed month to month anyway, in minute ways, so sure. it, that's just what life does because you, your family grows, your needs change. So what I was trying to say is don't let those dictate to you so hard that you get yourself in trouble. Like, but also don't let yourself excuse every misspending either. There's a, there's a happy medium in there to say you're still going to exercise discipline, but the buckets don't have to be so restrictive that you get yourself into trouble because you're not willing to bend a little bit. Okay. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I gotcha. Oh my gosh, DoorDash just had a pop-up on my phone. Christine, you left your order. Are you, do you want to finish your order? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is so dang funny.
1: That's how they get you. That is. Well, now that you say it, I do want that too.
0: Birthday parties. How to skip the comparison with a $500 to 1000 activity place, in quotes, versus doing a party at your house. First of all... I don't know of any place that costs $1,000. I I have Depends on how many kids you invite. I have no idea where I would take my kids for $1,000. I'll give you an example. I can do the trampoline park birthday party is $200 for 10 kids. Okay. That's what it costs, $200. That's really expensive. When you can invite a bunch of kids over to your house, have them do a movie night, and you can buy a $20 cake from Albertsons. Okay. That's in comparison. That's ridiculous. I don't know where you live and I don't know who you associate with. My kids have never been to a party like that.
1: <laughs> never.
0: Like a $500 venue birthday party. Never.
1: Okay. Get past the shock and awe of a thousand dollar party. Okay. Get back to the point.
0: Okay. Here's my question to you is why do you care? I'm
1: trying to actually figure out what the question is asking.
0: Um, the com- I think it's a comparison game.
1: Comparing a $500 party to a $1,000 party? Like my like, kid versus your kid?
0: Maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. It's actually a little unclear. Is it your kid's friend's party versus the party you can provide? Is that what it is?
1: If this is keeping up with the Joneses, I'm out.
0: I just don't care that much. Like, yeah. I don't I don't care what my neighbor does. I don't even care how it looks to other people if I just choose to invite people over to my house and have a good time. Sure. So I, I don't know how to answer that other than... It doesn't matter?
1: How about some personal reflection on why it matters? Okay. Yeah. We're knocking these out of the park. Mm -hmm.
0: Tips for two working parents with four little kids, newborn to age seven, who have no time to be searching for deals. Listen, that was like exactly our kids' age range. I had four. Oldest was seven. I was so busy with those kids. I didn't have time to spend money. It's true. I was so busy with the kids. Dave was working all the time, and I was busy with the four kids by myself because he was working all the time and getting his master's. Like, we didn't have time to spend any money. No, nope. There was no way I was taking four kids to any store. I occupied my time and my kids' time with free options. We hit the library once a week. We hit the park once a week. We would go to the pool once a week. It was like a, a friend's pool, like, community kind of a situation, yeah. so it was free. We did movie days in our house. Kids don't need a whole lot. You give, You give some kids a big old field with some sticks... They will make up games.
1: Keep it simple. I would say there's probably, maybe you just shop sales at one store, but it's the habits that you repeat over and over that gain you a lot of uh, benefit across the long run. So for you, you, what you've taught me over the many, many years is if you buy a lot of the thing that's on sale and you know exactly what types of things we use over and over and over in the house, right? There's the proteins, the vegetables. So when those things go on sale, you just buy more of them. And you just stockpile those things so that you're not paying full price every time you need something like that. So you you keep it simple. You just buy on-sale items. You don't go hunting for sales and planning your thing out unless you've got time to do that on, like, a Sunday.
0: You know, when I was at that stage, we lived an hour from an Aldi. Do you remember, Dave? I do. The the closest grocery store was a 35-minute drive, and Aldi was an hour. So I would meticulously plan a meal plan for about two weeks, maybe 3, and I would it would take all day. I would load all the kids in the car, we would drive the hour to Aldi. I would do most of my shopping at Aldi. Sam's Club was across the street, so I'd like pop across the street, do some bulk stuff.
1: You were not a working
0: mom. No, I wasn't. I was a stay-at-home mom of four kids. I would drive the hour home and it literally took all day. It did. Like I'd leave the house at 8:30 in the morning and I'd be getting home at 4. But I I just chose a really inexpensive store with a very clear plan and there were no extras. So I didn't spend a ton of time like wandering around and looking. At that time, I didn't. And even back then, we didn't have even the online shopping that they have now. So maybe the online thing is an issue. Maybe. Maybe we need to put the computer away. Toddler Snacks. Our two-year-old goes through my food stash so fast.
1: Oh boy. Hmm.
0: Hmm. What kind of snacks are we talking about? Because if it's chips and little Debbie's and cookies and uh, fruit snacks, there's a reason. Yeah. Those, those are so highly addictive and so high in calories for the size they are. They're so delicious, but they don't, but they don't fill you up. That's the problem. I suspect the kid needs more food at meals and the snacks need to be totally different.
1: Listen, I listened to a, a guy on the Huberman podcast the other day that if actually says that's not real food.
0: Yes, it's It not. doesn't
1: meet all of the criteria to be defined as food. Mm-hmm. That's number one. So it's not actually very nutritious. And it, it doesn't actually provide any long, sustainable benefit to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will get past all that and just say, be careful because most kids don't need snacks like that. They need to, be, they need to learn how to eat meals.
0: Um, let's talk about scheduling for a little bit.
1: It's easy. Oh, hang on. just, okay. just say it's sure. easy for kids to snack.
0: On that kind of stuff, it is. Yes.
1: Oh yeah. Like, Absolutely. The hard thing is to f- teach them how to eat a real meal.
0: Right. When my kids were toddlers, they tend and they're not in high chairs anymore. They like to roam with their food.
1: Oh and, yeah.
0: And this. This as a parent is incredibly challenging to be consistent at, but I am telling you, it makes a huge, huge difference. So in our house, they were only allowed to eat at the table and they only had a certain amount of time for meals. It was about 30, 40 minutes. Like Mm -hmm. when we were all eating, if you're not done, you clearly weren't hungry. Snacks were about 15 minutes, but snacks in our house were like apples dipped in peanut butter or a string cheese with like two graham crackers, Mm -hmm. uh, with a drink. You know, you have 15 minutes. If you're not done in 15 minutes, you're not actually hungry. And you're definitely not taking it from the table and wandering around the house with it. Definitely not. So I give them their options. Can I have a snack? Sure. Do you want an apple? And if they don't, then they don't get a snack. And they're and they they're not going to die if they wait an hour before the next meal.
1: Yeah. What I noticed for you is it saved you sanity mm-hmm. in the long run.
0: Yes, it does. What's an appropriate grocery budget for two adults and five kids? so you got a family of seven uh i think the baseline rule is a hundred dollars per person per month just standard if you're going to add in cost of living like where you live or allergies or special diets or teenagers instead of smaller kids it's going to go up you know based on that if you have someone with more time to deal hunt it's going to go down a little so i'd say what is that family of seven i'd say 700 dollars minimum yeah would you say
1: for sure yeah not like i know I don't do the budget.
0: How do you battle savings burnout? I love saving, but it's starting to feel like a chore. It sounds like you don't ever do anything fun. When we were hardcore, paying off debt and saving, I said this recently in my podcast with Don. I did a podcast on Don's channel, Don's podcast, um, that I was trying to explain that when I say that we didn't do anything, I don't think people understand what I'm saying. Because we didn't do anything. We worked And slept and worked and slept and took care of kids and worked and slept. We literally didn't do anything. Most of the time. Until we reached that burnout stage. We were losing our freaking minds and it doesn't take very long to get there. Yeah. So I had a family member suggest we make a list of inexpensive items or things we could do as something to buy or do every month. Mm Mm-hmm. They were not expensive things. Do you remember what some of those were? No. One of mine was a new bike helmet. Okay. Because I had that one where it was disintegrating on the inside. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. And I think I only paid $30 for a new bike helmet. But we were so tight, I wouldn't pay the $30 for a new bike helmet, even though mine was disintegrating. And I did ride my bike several times a week. But it was so cheap, I wouldn't do it.
1: We didn't have that understanding back then of, you're spending 3 days a week doing something, we should have put a little bit more money into that.
0: Right, right. Don't you think they need to do something fun so it's not so drudgery?
1: Yeah, so one example, when we were in North Carolina, we were, I mean, I was working 50 hours a week plus going to grad school, but we would try at least once or twice a month to go to the beach Mm -hmm. or, and we honestly, it was just the gas money and stuff to get there.
0: Yeah, it was just gas. Most of the
1: time. So we weren't like going frivolous or anything. Um, But there's just times when you have to learn how to relax, relax a little bit and reward yourself for certain milestones.
0: I'm going to wrap it up with one more question, but I found two. Okay. Okay. So we've got two more and we'll call it for today. How do you talk to your friends about your habits who don't align with yours? Oh, so I have a question to your question. All right is if they're not asking you, why do you feel like you need to talk about it? If, if they're asking you and they genuinely want to know, I don't see a problem with that. But if they're not asking you and you're pushing it on them, why are you doing that?
1: Yeah, be careful of that one.
0: Yeah, I would not do that one. Spending habits is not really something that comes up in my conversation with my friends too often.
1: I'm wondering if it's, think about this one. Uh, if you went back for us 15 years ago, we had a lot of friends that went out
0: together oh, to yeah, Dinner. to dinner
1: on weekends and we sure. could like we went once or twice yeah okay you know a handful of times but we did not go most of the time when everybody else went they went every week and it so was like
0: every friday night
1: yeah we went like once a year right <laughs> um so how do you have that conversation when they when they keep inviting you and you have to keep saying i don't have enough money
0: so it was actually pretty easy for us mm-hmm. because our kids were much younger than theirs and they had a built-in babysitter and we were always we would say things like uh we can't get a babysitter or you know we we don't have the budget for a babysitter right now it wasn't even about the dinner it was more about getting someone to watch our younger kids and they were always super understanding they were like i totally get it we had small kids too yeah but they also said they didn't go out when they didn't have a built-in babysitter it was like the second that oldest kid was old enough you were like, I gotta get out for my own sanity.
1: We were like six, seven years behind them mm-hmm. on ages for kids and so.
0: Right, and you know, now that I am there and I don't need to hire a babysitter, I just, like, I totally get it. If someone was like, I can't get a babysitter, I'd be like, yeah, I remember, dang, but I get it.
1: And I'm thankful that that's one of the benefits that I have for being <laughs> at this stage of life. With, yeah, parenting <laughs>
0: older kids. No more babysitters. What's the other question? I think this is so fascinating because I relate to it a lot. I paid off my home. I have no debt. All the savings goals are done. Now I'm lost without a money goal. Now what should I aim for?
1: Oh, they haven't moved the goalpost.
0: They have not moved the goalpost. So <laughs> I love this so much because um, it's super similar to us. So we paid off our house. Cars are paid off. And then all the, the first thing I would say is everything else on track. Is your retirement on track? Is your college savings on track? Maybe you do need to replace a car, so we need to add a car replacement line, perhaps. Set those up, make sure sure they're all in line. If all of those are in line, and these should be autopilot. You shouldn't have to think about these anymore. And you have some extra money and you're like, I don't know what to do, you need to find something. Do you wanna just share what we did, the things we found? Because we did this too. You specifically, you were like, "What is our goal?"
1: It's been multiple times, so I'm trying to remember which one you're thinking of specifically.
0: We added hobbies. We did. And we added travel. That's true. We added hobbies and travel.
1: Yeah, I added gym.
0: Yeah, and yours could look totally different. So, okay, here's one that we did. How much was the driving range pass?
1: Oh yeah, it was like two hundred dollars.
0: Yeah, so Dave got an unlimited family pass for the driving range. If you didn't know, Dave uh, is a golfer. And he finds ways to do it really inexpensively. He does this, like, faculty league for the university. It's very inexpensive. Um, and he gets to play all the time and hang out with his friends. So to get good at golf, you have to spend time at the driving range. <laughs> so he spent $200 for the season, the whole summer. The whole
1: summer. And um, it was
0: any family member.
1: Unlimited driving range balls for the whole family. So the boys and I will go and we'll just hit balls for a half hour or an
0: hour or two. Like, all the time. You guys were there all the time. Yeah. And it was paid for because it was a hobby and kind of something we'd never budgeted for before. That's an example of something that you can add that's fun. It's like once you're there, it's time to add some fun and be a little looser. Let's say they budgeted in going out to meals beforehand, but they never got drinks, they never got dessert. They just got their meal to keep the budget down. Guess what? Order some drinks. Yeah. Go in and get a nap. We added a date night. We did, we added date night.
1: Our other date night was go uh, shopping for sales.
0: That's what what date night used to be. (laughs) It still is, to be honest. We love to look for deals. Sometimes we still do that. But we did add like a dinner date night, like once a month, like a nice one. Yeah. Where we order drinks and we get an appetizer and we order dessert and it's ridiculous. But it's, it's nice after so much effort. accomplish financial goals to be like you know what it's actually okay it's you're so used to being tight for so long that you forget that it is okay to spend money if it fits
1: honestly I still get frustrated sometimes that I'm not being more intentional about what I'm spending my money on so if you're in that transition phase where you've been so intentional and disciplined about how you spend your money Maybe you're just going to spend it intentionally on something different this, you know, now that you're moved into that stage where you can, or maybe you got a new goal. Like you want to help somebody pay for something else and you're going to help them pay for it. Right. 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 Or you got a goal to spend more time volunteering for this thing or that thing. Like the point of being this disciplined with money is so that you can eventually
0: do super cool stuff
1: for other people, for yourself, for your family.
0: Right. It's a great place to be. Yep. Okay, that's going to wrap it up for this uh, money Q&A episode of the podcast. If you want to hear future episodes, don't forget to subscribe. Thank you, Dave, for hanging out today. And uh, we will talk to you next time.